another heartbreaker. Let's get this thing going. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Balls, episode 18. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. Chase, we're getting there, man. Can you... I, I wish it was a little bit cooler. It's like 95 degrees outside, so it's hard to get... It's hard to and realize that. AC's broken, close. so it's even hotter. Uh, it's when it rains it pours i have car trouble my car is in the shop and now my ac's out so i'm starting to feel like a homeless person but man <laughs> does he fall needs to hurry up and give me a break i know i need some bonfires and some hot dogs on the fire yeah anything man some buffalo chicken dip. oh anything. yeah but we got a good episode for you guys today we are going to give you guys our predictions for the season a whole schedule breakdown we'll go over the games and kind of, and each week as we get into these, we'll give a more detailed breakdown, obviously, of the opponent. Uh-huh. But for now, we're just going to do a brief overview of the schedule and then our, you know, opinions on the wins and losses. And I got to tell you, I've been a Vol fan for a long time. I think this has been the most difficult win loss, you know, no, the, the most difficult yeah. picks preseason because we have a new team, we have a new rebuild, we literally have a new team. I mean, Everyone's completely almost mm. all across the board. Brand new coach again. <laughs> Brand new <laughs> offensive defensive coordinators. So it's almost a completely different identity. So was this do you agree, Chase? Is this a really difficult time to make picks based on the assumption of we don't know? Yeah. Yeah, the the, the major factor in, in picking these games was just the the fact that we don't we have no idea what this team is gonna look like. Um, come eight o'clock on September the 2nd against Bowling Green. I know Bowling Green is pretty terrible, um, <laughs> but like you have no idea. We don't even – I mean, I think we have some, some good insight on who will be the starter, Joe Milton, at quarterback. But, I mean, honestly, there's been no word uh, from the coaching staff saying, you know, we're going this way, we're going that way. So um, just adding that into the fact that the schedule is one of the easiest schedules we've had in a long time. Um that makes it even tougher because a lot of these teams on a given year we should beat with a you know with a relatively normal team with with decent depth. Um, so on top of you know the unknown, we're I'm super op- optimistic about the schedule just because you know a lot of the a lot of the games kind of play in our favor, and uh, I think a lot of other teams are kind of you know lost some good players on on their end as well. So. The good teams are still the the good teams that they've always been, and the um, the teams that are still fighting to, to climb up on that next tier is um, they're still kind of sitting there where we are. And I gotta be honest, wh- ask yourself this: When is the last time you've been happy with a schedule? Like, man, yeah. like this schedule looks. I mean, I can't remember the last time. It's been no. years. So, I mean, I think Derek Dooley might have been the coach, but <laughs> the last time I was, you know, all right with the schedule. Yeah. But yeah. The schedule, and I, in my opinion, it has to be good this season because it's Heupel's first year. It's going to really be important for recruits on how he does and how he develops, and mm-hmm. we'll see if he gets the team to, as they say, buy in. But, yeah. man, I just – it was really hard for us to make some picks. And, you know, the common sense side of me is like we're Tennessee – you know, and then the reality side is we're Tennessee. <laughs> so. We're Tennessee, whatever that means, the last, like, 12 years or whatever. So. Exactly. So, you know, a part of me is like, you know, we can beat these guys. We can beat these rivals that, you know, are so one-sided. And then 
the other side of me is like, it wasn't that long ago we lost to Georgia freaking State. So yeah, Whew. I feel like well, I feel like every game I went through, I was like, you know, these this 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 and this happened, but I, I have no idea what we're gonna look like. So that's why I made every game so difficult, um, and it's hard to not throw on your you know your orange goggles and just pick everybody. Be like, you know, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky. You know, typically we you know maybe not Missouri. We don't always beat them, but um, you know, South Carolina, we always play good games with Kentucky, you know, typically we, we come out on top of that one, but, um, been, been building a good program there. So, um, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. So let's go ahead and break this schedule down. So we're going to do it a little bit different. So instead of just going week by week, we're just going to go ahead and knock out the should be easy wins should yep. be should. So my gosh, but Bowling Green. And then we got Tennessee Tech, South Alabama, and Vanderbilt. And I guess you can make the argument for South Carolina just because they're really bad. But yeah. we have all those teams um, at home this year. Mm-hmm. So do you see W's across the board right there, Chase? What do you got? Yeah, I think me and you both had, you know, that's five wins right there. So I know a lot of people were. I know some people that I've seen on Twitter are like, you know, our ceiling is like four and eight, which I, I just don't see that, especially with, uh, I mean, a rel- I mean, a four games is essentially almost given um, this year, just with Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Alabama, and Vanderbilt. Um, you throw South Carolina in the mix there, essentially the same situation that we're coming into. Um, brand new coaching staff, but I feel like they have a lot less talent. Um, you know, even last year we were able to put up quite a bit of points on them, um, mm-hmm. in, in our three wins, um, they were one of those. So they're, you know, they lost offense coordinators, they lost everybody. And then, um, you know, the quarterback play has not been great there. Their defense, they lost a bunch of players. Um, so I just, honestly, I just don't see them, um, really competing. I, I could see them maybe winning three or four games this year. Um, and then on top of that, like you said, we have them at home. Yep, uh, definitely home field advantage would be huge, especially depending yep. on the COVID rules and everything. I know the Delta's kind of crazy right now, but, you know, if it calms down a little bit, which hopefully it should, then, you know, we yep. need everybody in there singing Rocky Top. I yep. will say this. So Bowling Green, uh, we'll get into Pittsburgh in a little bit. Notice they weren't in our easy Ws, but I think Bowling Green – is very important along with Pittsburgh that in a sense where I think you have to win Bowling Green very convincingly. I think you have to, I, I mean, I'm talking about at least like three or four touchdowns at least. Like yeah. I, I think, I think you have to absolutely hit the ground running for so many reasons. And I, I feel like I'm on repeat, but you know, the, the typos, you know, it's premier. It's his first game. First time being the head coach for Tennessee, I think you have to beat this game. Yeah, but you, you have to beat them by at least three or four touchdowns. I think uh, with, with Bowling Green, I think you know with this offense coming in just just from camp. I know week one is usually the week where you know you kind of work out the kinks. You know, you kind of find out your depth from there, and you you know your you guys are not always in football shape as they call it. Um, it's the first time you get to hit other other teams, other jerseys. Um, so I think that while you while we should see a team that's quite inferior to us, um, or not inferior, but a lot worse than us, um, 
I think you'll still see quite a bit of penalties, but probably on both sides, you know, holding calls, false starts, especially with the offense. Um, I think you'll see some winded defensive guys just due to the to the speed of the offense. You know, the defense may be on the field a little bit more than we're used to. Um, you know, the I think offense is either going to be, you know, on the field quick and either score or, or they're off the field and the defense is back on, you know, really quickly. So I think kind of working out those kinks and um, I'd say just be kind of patient on the first game just because of all of that. So, well, I think we're going to win handedly. I, I think that there's going to be some bumps to where, you know, some people could be cautiously optimistic from there. Right. Yeah. And that goes both ways. You know, don't yeah. call for his head if you know, the game's closer than you'd <laughs> like. But yeah, I, I agree. I think we got to, I think we got to get that W at home first game. We got to, and we agree Tennessee tech, that should be a blowout. I mean, yeah, that, that, that should be a blowout win. Uh, Vanderbilt, they're, they're one of the few teams in our conference that looked worse than us last year. So <laughs> I think they might be even worse this year. Um, yeah, I think so. And South Carolina. So I know their head coach Beamer, is it Beamer, right? Yeah. Shane Beamer. S- Shane Beamer. Yeah. For some reason, when I said Beamer, it sounds weird, but Shane Beamer, you know, anyway, but <laughs> I think South Carolina, I know their head coach is kind of getting some buzz and he's doing a good job recruiting and everything, but I just do not see us losing this game. I don't know why, but can you, and from a Vol fan, can you name two players on South Carolina's roster? Well, I know Jordan Birch because that defensive lineman (laughs) five-star from a few years ago. But other than that, I know that they have some other good – their defensive line, I'll give it to them. Their defensive line is actually pretty good. Yep. Um, They got some guys that can, you know, can really rush the quarterback. I think that their defense will be okay. Uh, I think they may be middle of the pack. Maybe – they'll probably be around where we are on defense. I think they have better defensive linemen, but we have better – I don't I don't know about linebacker. I think linebacker is kind of a toss up right now with with who we don't know. We the depth that I don't know that we have yet. Um, but I think our defensive backs and, and safeties are better than than South Carolina's. But um, offense, I think we're going to be uh, quite a bit better on offense. So while their defense may be able to kind of keep them in the game, I just don't know if their offense is going to be able to score enough points to you know to get them over that hump. And I feel like some of the players that they had last year that contributed like Sha Smith I think was that receiver yeah. and like that they're all gone. Was it Jason you know, Horn their cornerback? Yeah. Is he there? That, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gone. That's what I thought. Yeah, he's, he's gone. in the pros now. Yeah, so yeah. It, that makes me so mad, man. He he was a UT commit for those yeah. of you guys that follow recruiting and he went in the first round in the NFL. So yeah. Anyway, but in their quarterback, that Luke Dottie kid he was mm-hmm. a highly ranked recruit. He actually got hurt, and he's out for the season, I think. Yeah. So, they're or I think he's struggling. out for the first few weeks. First few I weeks? Okay. Think. But, I mean, but even I, I so, like, yeah, I don't all think that. Yeah, they have, like, anybody behind him. Exactly. And, like, you know, even if he is out for a few weeks, that's, you know, that's practices and that's experience yeah. and live games. So, it'll they're going to be set back more than they'd want to be. But yeah. that's October 9th. So that hopefully it'll be cool by then. But man, I, I think we beat South Carolina. And I, yeah, so that was four. So Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. So, so that's five whew. wins. Tennessee oh, that's Tech's five? In there too. Yeah. So that's five Green, wins Tennessee right there. Tech, South Carolina. 
Oh, so, okay. I, I don't yeah. think I mentioned South Alabama. Okay. So that's five um, wins. Like nice. everybody was like, you know, if, you know, brand new coaching staff, you know, you win five out of, you know, the 12 games, eh, maybe you can see some upside going into the next years. And then, you know, I mean, that's, that's five games right there. That's like five and seven. And then you got some other games that would, in our category of what we call, you know, the toss up games. Um, so we have those that, that, you know, they can go one way or the other, but um, I think first we'll just go to the automatic L's, um, just kind of get those out of the way. I think everybody knows Bama. Bama's, you know, number one in the country already in the preseason polls. You know, they're returning a lot of talent, although they are replacing A.J. Mc, or not A.J. McCarron, but uh, Mac Jones at quarterback, um, replacing him with, a, you know, a sophomore that doesn't really have that much experience, but um, was a really highly rated guy at a high school, so... Well, that he could kind of struggle in the beginning. I think he'll figure it out. Of course, I think they'll beat us. But um, just the overall talent there is undeniable. Yeah, no, yeah. There's no upset alert <laughs> in Tuscaloosa no, this season. Not even a little they're, bit. <laughs> they're, yeah. And how sad is that? Because yeah. we've probably been saying this for, what, the past 15 years. Yeah. And Saban's never lost to Tennessee. So it's not going to happen this year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they just reload. I mean, they seriously just reload with five star talent yep. every every year. So every year, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a loss. And then also the Bulldogs, who don't know how to spell Bulldogs. So the Georgia <laughs> Dogs down there, down there in Athens. Now it's actually a home game this season, but it is. It's not. It's not going to matter where it is. They're gonna. They're gonna beat us bad. So yeah, I think uh, this is you know. Um, you know that trophy case that looks like Vanderbilt, but they talk what like Bama. So what mm-hmm. the saying is, 1980 was their last championship. So yeah, um, this is the one year where I feel like you know they've had some really big expectations the past few years, but I think this year is one of their years where they, you know, they could have a chance. As much as it hurts me to say, um, really good on defense, really, really, really good on defense, um, and then they got uh, what's his name, JT Daniels. Mm. Um, coming back as quarterback who really turned it on at the end of the year. Pickens um, is still there too, right? And Pickens is still there. I, I mean, they just kind of reload just like Bama does, but they just haven't proved it yet. So this could be the year of Georgia as much as I don't want it to. I think that they have a real shot to, um, of course, win the East. I don't think that they'll have any problem doing that. Um, mm-hmm. But make it to the playoff if they can, you know, whoever's in the, the West champion uh, get to the SEC championship. But they do have that yeah. big week one matchup against Clemson, though. They do, yeah. And that honestly, I, I could see that game. I could see that game going yeah. either way. Um, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if either one of them won by a field goal, or either one of them won by like three scores. You know, yeah. I think they're both have that potential. And I agree with you about Georgia's defense. I think their defense is arguably the best in the nation. They're the real deal. But I'm, I'm not blown away by their offense. I know Pickens mm-hmm. is like a first round pick. Uh I JT Daniels was a little inconsistent with me. I know he kinda yeah. turned things on as of late last season, but it definitely has the potential to, you know, keep it more consistent and be a big threat. Yeah. But I just gotta see a little bit more to buy into their offense. But and I know they have like that Zamira White who's like an eighth year yeah. running back. Running like back, he's yeah. still there and I'm sure they have – isn't James Cook still there? So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're going to have all kinds of five-star running backs. But yep. I, I'm not blown away by their offense, but I am blown away on their defense. They are dirty. <laughs> they're, they're very so. good. 
Yeah, I was yeah. scrolling through ESPN today, and it, it was like the top 100 players in college football. And I feel like all 11 of their starters were in the top 100 on defense. It was oh, insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, they're, they're good. Yeah, it's going to be – you know, with this offense, I mean, like we said with in the beginning, the unknown of our offense. I mean, offense wins games this year, so you never know. But um, I don't know if our offense will be that good. Um, but as of right now, that puts our schedule. Both of us, you know, have the same same uh, wins and losses right now. We both sitting at like five and two right now with the, the Alabama and Georgia loss, um, and then again the Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Alabama, Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Uh, we all have as wins as of right now. Yep. I so agree more. Yeah. So the next category we we kind of we didn't really have a specific category for Florida. Um, you know, Florida, they're not going to have the offense that they had last year with Pitts gone, um, with Kyle Trask leaving, um, Kadarius Tony. Tony, all of these guys that were, you know, just huge offensive production guys. Um, they're not going to score 40 points a game like they did last year or however many they scored. Um, I think it was around 41 or so. Um, they're just not going to be that team this year with Emory Jones at quarterback. I was kind of reading up on, on some of their scrimmages that they've had, and it sounds like, you know, Emory Jones has been struggling quite a bit. Um, I can't imagine that they're, you know, real happy with that situation as of right now, especially Dan Mullen, um, known as the quarterback whisperer. But, um, <laughs> you know, this is a team where their defense should be pretty good. I mean, they have some good offensive weapons, but, you know, is is it going to be a situation like, you know, Georgia was at the beginning of last year with, I think, Dewan Mathis or whatever his name was, um, where the, nobody could just get him the ball. Um, so we'll, we'll have to kind of see. Of course, they have better talent than we do. Um, I will mark this one down as a loss just because they, they have more depth, they have more talent than us on, on essentially almost every position. Um, you know, we may kind of split with them in some positions, but overall I think they're the better team as much as it hurts me. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't matter – if they yeah. have more or less depth or more or less talent, it's Florida. They always yeah. find a way to get one on us, man. And yep. it's unfortunate. It hurts. I'm still not over those Butch Jones losses at all. And <laughs> the, th- the thing with Florida, they they can be less talented than opponents, but they'll always have, like, one very fast or quick guy, and they, they yep. know how to utilize him. And they've done that in their years where they weren't as good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those years when Will Muschamp was there. And I know they won a lot with McElwain there, but they were nothing like, you know, wow, Florida. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, look at Antonio Callaway. You know what I mean? Like I, I just feel like I hope this year they don't have a player like that emerge. And it's looking like it might be Jacob Copeland if, you know, Emory Jones yeah. can get the ball to him. <laughs> but yeah. That's probably the only threat on offense I see is uh, Jacob Copeland. And I, there's some preseason buzz about one of their tight ends that he said he was better than Pitts himself, which is a bunch That's of garbage. No chance. No, Absolutely no chance. He's just trying to hype the fans up. And, yeah. you know, I, I get it. But I definitely have this down as an L. However, I wouldn't be 100% totally shocked if we came in and upset them. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's <laughs> Florida. I get it. It's Florida. It's at the Swamp. When's the last time we had a W at the Swamp? Jeez. Like, I was probably in grade school. So, 
<laughs> and I'm old, so it's, that's a long time ago, people. But, man, I, I do see this as a loss, unfortunately for us. But if we, I think if we just keep up with them, I, how many times have we said that to you? We just want to get at least somewhat competitive for four yeah, quarters. Yeah, be there in the rivals. fourth quarter. Exactly, yeah. Be there in the fourth quarter. That's fine, even though you'll probably get my hopes up and then we'll lose on yeah. a Hail Mary. But, yeah, just... Just compete with Florida. I think if you just compete with them, a lot of kids will turn it up and put it in the next year. But yeah, um, I'm excited for that game. Honestly, I usually don't watch Florida games because of our track record with them. But I'll probably yeah, definitely watch that one. It should be. I mean, a decent time in our schedule for you know we can either have some, a lot of momentum going into this game as we have you know Bowling Green as we both said um, win there. We have Pittsburgh in week two, which we've yet to discuss. Um, and then Tennessee Tech the week before Florida. So, you know, there's there's a real good chance that we could be 3-0 and going into Florida. And then um, I'm not exactly sure. I think Florida is coming off Alabama the week before us. They are. So, I mean, there could always be, you know, it could be a really bad loss for them. I mean, I'm sure that they get just as hyped up as we do whenever we play against Florida. So, um I don't know if there would be any kind of big motivation loss or anything like that coming off a loss from, from Bama, but um, of course you never pray for any kind of injuries to anybody, no matter what team, but you know, Bama's a different animal. <laughs> and Bama, that might be the X factor, honestly. I don't think we've ever yeah. seen an X factor off field, but the X factor might be the week before when Bama plays them. Now, yeah. I don't know if that game is at the Swamp or in Tuscaloosa, but man, that, that, could, that could be a huge game changer yeah. for us if they're just kind of banged up or you know it could be a hangover where they're kind of you know stuck on the loss but i think it's actually at florida and good news is i think it's uh it's a cbs game so we won't have to play florida on cbs they wouldn't go to florida (laughs) back-to-back weeks (laughs) i don't know anything to make anything to embarrass tennessee yeah true (laughs) yeah i uh i see that florida one as our first well We'll get into pit later, but I guess I spoiled it. But yeah, I, I, we definitely have potential to hit the ground running with three and zero. Oh, and ah, how awesome would it be to do four and zero oh under Hypel? But oh, that'd be insane. I, but I think we lose this game to Florida, man. It, yeah. It's Florida, and we're just not ready yet. So, yeah. all right, all right, so man. That's five and three as of right now uh, through those eight games that we've discussed. Next category is essentially just the toss-up games. I mean, these teams are sim- we are we're all kind of similar in talent. Um, a lot of unknowns with with all four of these teams that we're about to discuss. So, um, so what you got? This is the beauty of college football, man. I the toss-ups, the in-betweens, the rivals, the <laughs> who wants it more. You know what I mean? So yeah. Whew. All right. So our first toss-up we have is Pittsburgh. And I have this as a W, but I will say it, this isn't like a oh it's pit automatic W. Like yeah. th- this this pit team is dangerous. And stay in t- stay touch stay in touch for our next episode because we'll definitely go in depth more of why they're dangerous. And I'll let Chase kind of cover that too. But this team ain't no pushover. You know, <laughs> every now and then yeah. they'll get an upset on somebody. They have experience. They can play with big boys. But I think, in my opinion. This is the most important game of the season. This yeah. game has momentum, and momentum is everything in a single game and an entire season. We saw it yep. go down last year. So 
I think this Pitts game, this Pittsburgh game, is arguably the most important game of the Hypo era. Uh, yeah. Just for many reasons, but yeah, I have this game as a W, but they're no pushover. What yeah. do you got? So I agree with that. I also have them as a win. Um, Pittsburgh is, you know, we haven't played them in a long time. I know it's going to be kind of an emotional game. It's going to be the Johnny Majors kind of run it back game or whatever they're going to call it. Um, yeah, like you said, I think we're both in agreement that this is a huge momentum game. It's, you know, it's early in the season, week two. It's going to be, you know, a game where we find out after Bowling Green, you know, what we're kind of made of. Are we are we really ready to take the next step and and teams that we are we going to go from teams that we we should beat to teams that you know they're similar in talent and we're still going to beat them. I think Pittsburgh is going to be the first real true test, obviously, just because it's week two. But um, can we turn everything that we learned from Bowling Green into, um, you know, a a more efficient offense in week two? Um, Can our defense kind of learn uh, how to play together and, and, you know, get more in shape? I think one of the good things about it is that, you know, since we are playing next Thursday, we will have that, you know, the week and a few days, or I guess technically the few days extra to prepare and kind of, uh, make some changes if anything um, is needed at that point. But Pittsburgh, like like Sean said, we'll get more into like you know all the ins and outs of you know the offensive defense and things like that whenever the Pittsburgh week comes. But um, you know they do have a quarterback with good experience, but you know he just doesn't have a ton of production from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, and. I think that they're they're rushing attack. I mean, I don't think that they're very good running the ball. I think they're they were one of the worst offensive teams, honestly, last year in the in the <laughs> ACC, which is which is not great look on them. I think their offensive line struggled pretty pretty bad last year, to be honest. Um, so I think it, you know if we can make them one dimensional on on offense and make them kind of go through the air with our defensive line, um, who who we've seen and read about in our scrimmages has played pretty well so far. Against the offensive line of ours, that's you know pretty decent, I think. Um, so I mean, if we can make them one-dimensional on offense, make them throw the ball through the or make them throw the ball, I think uh, I think we'll have a good chance, and I think we'll actually win this one, you know, kind of comfortably, like ten to fourteen points is what I was I was thinking. But um, you know, I could really see it going either way. This is all just so dependent on what our offense looks like. Like I, I just mm-hmm. can't stress that enough. Like it's just so much unknown. That it's just, you know, it's so hard to make these predictions. Exactly, man. That's why. That's what we said. That's why we said yeah. in the beginning, like this has been the most difficult, you know, picks yeah. preseason because we have no idea what this team's going to look like. Yeah. We hope it looks good on offense, and we hope they look decent on defense. But the reality yeah. is, we have no idea. N- no idea. Yeah. But yeah, and and this is why I said Bowling Green was such an important, you know, game as far as how much you win by because if you win by a lot you're feeling really good about Pitt. if we squeak by bowling green or only <laughs> win by like a touchdown i'm worried i'm gonna be sweating on 9-11 really bad so. just just to give you some reference bowling green was is i think out of the 130 fps teams i think they're ranked like 125 like they're yeah. really bad they went winless last year i mean they're they're like really bad so i think we'll be even with an offense that's super unproven and brand new coaching staff, I wouldn't be surprised if we're like, you know, a twenty-five point favorite going into the, to the game. Yeah. So that's how bad they are. So yeah, one twenty-five uh, out of one thirty. So they're about yeah. right with us. 
Yeah, so <laughs> kidding. Be on the lookout, Bowling Green. We're coming for you. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, but if if we just if we like I said if we dominate them by like four touchdowns, I'm feeling very good about Pitt, and then we can just ah oh, man get some momentum going. So yep. yeah, but we both have those down as W's. So uh, what is yeah. that six six and three now? Yeah, so right now that puts us at bowl eligibility at six wins, six wins, uh, three losses as of right now. With the losses being, of course, the normal Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Um, and then we're still in this toss-up category that we've named um, with Missouri next. So Yep, yep. So let's do Missouri. So this is one of the very few teams that Tennessee actually beat, you know, last season. Yeah. My God, didn't, didn't. <laughs> forgot we had a – forgot what winning tasted like. I know. Uh, but, yeah, um, you know, logically we should beat <laughs> these guys. Seriously, like they have nothing that scares me. Um, yeah. But every season, especially every Tennessee football season, you lose one you're not supposed to. And I don't know why, but the football gods are telling me we're going to lose this game against Missouri. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe we get banged up against Florida. I don't know because that's, you know, we play Florida <laughs> right before. Uh, maybe we beat the crap out of them by four touchdowns, and I'm proven wrong, and I'm super yeah. stoked about that. I Hey, if it's Tennessee winning, I don't care if I look like an idiot. But True. you know what I mean. It, I just think they upset us. I have, I, I have no argument. I don't know why. It's just, it's just a gut <laughs> feeling. <laughs> like literally, because I mean, Larry Roundtree is gone. Yeah. Uh, that's. I think that's. Oh, and Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton. the linebacker. Yeah. That dude was all over the field. You know, the past three games we played them. So, and he's gone. But. Whatever reason, my heart just tells me we're going to drop it. I ha- I don't know why. I-, I have no idea. Talk some sense into me, Chase. What do you got? See, I this was the one game that were, where people are like, you know, you got to watch out for Connor Blazelak. He's, you know, he really started coming on. I think it was he took over um, from whatever the guy's name uh, that started earlier in the season for Missouri. Um, and then the second game is I think when Connor Blazelak really kind of started taking off against us. Um, in that second half, yeah. you know, he played decent. I think he ended up having about 200 yards um, through like three quarters or so, uh, two quarters. So, I mean, he played well, um, but I, for some reason he just doesn't, his numbers last year just didn't really excite me at all. Like I, I know a lot of people are like, you know, you got to watch out for him, got to watch out. I mean, he's not a dual threat guy, really. He didn't really have very many rushing yards, if, if any at all. Um they're losing their top two receivers, I believe. They lost Roundtree at running back, who was a you know a thousand yard rusher last year. I think the next guy on the on the running back list there had like twenty carries, so um, not a bunch of depth there. You know, the uh, the coach there is in his second year, and I think he's he's kind of found his groove a little bit, and he's kind of quirky and weird. Um, not as weird as Dan Mullen, but he's pretty weird. Um, <laughs> Drinkwitz, I think, is his name, and uh, yeah, he's. Eli. He's a good offensive mind, and I think that their defense – you know, I was trying to find a reason why we should lose this game, and I, I honestly just couldn't. Um, I know your heart, your heart was telling you that, that somehow we were going to lose this game, and I just – my heart told me that we can't lose this game. So, I don't – you know, with Nick Bolton gone, I mean, he had like 20 tackles against us last year, and we still beat him by three touchdowns or something like that. So, I, true. I just – they didn't add anybody in the portal. They didn't really add anybody that's going to come in as a freshman from, from what I can tell and just light it up. 
Um, so, you know, if our, once again, it goes back to our offense. If our offense, you know, can score 30 points a game, then, you know, I, I don't see us, uh, I don't see us dropping that one. What about, so Gray had a monster game against these guys, right? And now he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then it's also at Missouri, which is a really weird stadium. I hate yep. that stadium. It's like next to the interstate. It's weird. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sidetrack. Sorry, squirrel. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, like I said, my brain says, yeah, we should beat the crap out of them. But I just, I think they get one on us. I don't know why. I hope to God I'm wrong. I want Tennessee to win no matter what. Yeah. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like you, when. Go ahead. Just finish what you were saying real quick. It's just, then, it's just like whenever. Butch beat Georgia and Florida that year yeah. in 2016, and then he lost to South Carolina and Vandy. Like, Vandy. Yeah. But logically, that shouldn't have happened, but yeah. it did. So I think this is one of those L's. What were you gonna say? You're glad what? Well, I was just I was I was glad you brought up Eric Gray, and I was I was gonna bring I was kind of kind of bring this up because I know a lot of people, whenever they're thinking about you know our season predictions, they're like you know we've lost so many guys to the portal, we've lost you know so many contributors, and which in reality. We have lost a ton of players, which essentially they were all depth guys except for a few. You know, Wanye, we lost Terry Gray, we lost Henry T. Those are really our only three real starters other than, you know, we lost Daryl Milton and some other guys just to the portal. But, I mean, they didn't really have any production. Um, so how do you think that, you know, losing Eric Gray, I think we all know that Henry T is probably our biggest loss, I mean, in yeah. my opinion. Um, well, I actually might disagree with you on that because we replaced Gray. with Jawan Mitchell. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think like so, the replacement with Jawan Mitchell yeah. helped more than uh, our current running backs versus Gray. Okay. I think. Yeah. See, I think that I think Gray he had a lot of really good games, and then he had a lot of games where he was just kind of there. Um, yeah. I think he he really started kind of coming on more towards the end of the year whenever we were actually like playing really bad, but. I don't know if that's just because he got more touches because, you know, we couldn't throw the ball. Um, so I don't know if it was just because of that. But I think, you know, our running back room is probably one of our strongest right now with Jabari Small and, and Tion Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two running backs are better than um, the two running Chandler and, and Gray, um, I guess, combined last year. Yeah, I guess a part of me is like, man, if Gray was still here, and I get it, I've yeah. moved on. But, yeah. you know, if he was still here under this offense with Heupel, I, I think we would win two more games with him. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just I think Pruitt just did not utilize him, kind of like how Butch Jones didn't do that with Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara. and yeah. everybody else. So, uh, but so he, for he some just, reason, I just don't feel like it's going to be I – don't, I don't think that he would change that many games. Because, I, I mean, I feel like he – don't get me wrong, he was really good, but – Honestly, we just didn't have a passing attack, which I think could have helped him um, even show more because he's a good receiving back, and then we could have had some more balance to where, um, you know, we weren't run, run, pass every play, like or, you know, every three plays like we were last year. So, um, but I think our running backs this year are are, are going to be. I don't know if they're as explosive. We'll see with Jabari Small, but Tion Evans is kind of a different back. Yeah, um, more of yeah. a power back, kind of a little bit bigger, but um, yeah, I mean it's tough to tough to replace the the couple of transfers that we think that were really going to be good product productive uh, starters, but 
I think we got some decent guys to replace him. We do, yeah. And I I'm, I love our current running backs. And I'm, I've moved on from Gray. I'm just saying yep. that if he was still on the roster, these toss-ups would be a little bit more lopsided for me. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see Jabari Small. I'm excited to see Tyon Evans. And, heck, I think Jalen Wright, I've talked about him, but he's got some yep. killer speed. And I think D. Beckwith is a beast. So Yeah, they like uh, good depth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and we need that. You honestly need at least like four backs in this league. Yeah, so that's what Andrew, our uh, running backs coach was saying. You need four backs to. Yep. Kind of. Even just to catch healthy. your. Yep, and catch your breath when it's like you know third and fourth and inches and. Yep. But yeah, but I for whatever reason my heart says we <laughs> drop Missouri. Watch us beat them. Watch us be. Watch that be the most lopsided victory. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come on, balls, prove me wrong. So, um, all right, so that was we differed there for the first time. Uh, Sean picked Missouri to win, I picked Missouri to lose, and I picked us to go on to seven and three. As of right now, Sean has six and four. Um, yep, so we still got Ole Miss and Kentucky left to decide the final two games, um, in our schedule predictions. So for the top yeah. yeah, I think we'll Oof. save Kentucky for last. Alrighty. So <laughs> let's let's get Ole Miss over with. Um you know, I think we've spoke about we've spoken about this a lot, but Ole Miss's defense is really bad. Uh really bad. Really, really bad. Uh and as bad as they are, their quarterbacks are just as good. And they have yeah. two very good ones. They got Matt Corral who, you know, he he was with Florida, and then he switched. I think he was committed to Florida, and then he switched his commitment to Ole Miss. But is this his third year there? He's he's killing it, man. He's he's, yeah, he's looking really good. While, yeah. He's got a good deep ball, and I think he's a little bit of a dual threat too, but not well, as a, fast. He's a dual threat, yeah. He's good. Yeah. I guess he doesn't look as fast, and hardly anyone <laughs> does, next to yeah. their other quarterback. You know, that is it John Rise Plumley, something like that? Yeah. So that dude is lightning fast, but – I think we lose this game, unfortunately, as much as I want to win and it's at home. I, I, I just don't see it happening. And another reason being is because their head coach, we all know who Lane Kiffin is. Uh, <laughs> you know, he has ties to Tennessee. So I think we will drop this game just because of the Tennessee curse. So, yeah, uh, I would love to beat this game. I would love to beat them. Um, I'm not a big fan of Ole Miss. You know, I just <laughs> – I don't know. They all have that frat haircut. Like anytime <laughs> you go to the Grove and see all their hairs, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. They just, they just kind of get, they kind of look preppy to me. But I don't see us winning this game. I think their offense is too explosive. And I do think this is going to be a high scoring game. I mean, I'm talking mm-hmm. like, I'm talking like basketball score. You know, I, I could see yeah. this game getting in the 40s. So yeah. whew, I don't know. I, our defense might be the X factor in this game. If we can just slow them down, and I think third downs would be huge on this game. But I think Lake Hiffin is an offensive mastermind. But yep. hopefully Hopple can deliver. But I see this as a loss. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I, you know, Ole Miss is a, is a tricky one for me too because um, they lost probably without a doubt they're one of the best receivers in the SEC last year. And Elijah Howard, I believe his last name was. Um, you know, he was a little small guy, and he was, you know, super fast. I think he had over 100 receptions. 
Um, they didn't have, they had some good production behind him, but you know, Elijah, Elijah Moore was, you know, he was the, he was the guy and, um, you know, losing him, but still have some other good receivers. So I think that they'll still be fine on offense and I, and you know, you know, the quarterbacks are going to, you know, they're going to throw it and they're going to, um, you know, they're going to run the ball pretty well and offensive line is pretty decent, but, um, like you said, I think the X factor that I have listed as well was, you know, Lane Kiffin's ability just to, you know, to manage the game and, and call offense. But mm-hmm. like, I, we're not kidding when the defense is, they're pretty bad. Um, <laughs> they honestly, they, they got their top recruit last year was Tuone Malone. I think his name was, um, it was a battle between us and us and Ole Miss and he ended up going to Ole Miss. Um, but he was like, you know, top 50 in the country at D line. So, I think he'll probably actually come in and probably start, you know, beginning of the year. So a little bit of help there. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this defense was just as bad as it was last year. So, um, you know, all the people that are saying, you know, Ole Miss is going to go 10-2, and two, you can't go 10-2 and two with, a, with a defense like that. So at least in my opinion. I mean, I could be proved wrong, obviously. But, um, you know, especially being in the SEC West, I mean, they play Bama. They play uh, LSU, and then they got Texas A&M. Um, but honestly, I mean, I can't see them winning more than you know seven or eight games, to be honest. Yeah, same here. I know they're getting a lot of hype because you know this is Lane's been there a couple years now, and yeah. I, but I I just don't see it. So. But yeah, I do have this one as Ole Miss winning. Unfortunately, I yeah. I think that it should be close. I mean, I I was kind of torn on this one because I really. You know, I, I think that we have a chance here just because their defense is not great. It's really not great. They lost Elijah Howard, which I think is a, a huge loss. Like, I think I don't think that can be understated enough. Um, mm. It was by far the their quarterback's best target. Um, you know, rarely had a drop, deep threat. You know, he had like 14 touchdowns or something. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, there's a chance, but I, I still think that, you know, the, the X factor, like you said, Lane Kiffin, um, and then the quarterback play as well. Oh man, how sweet would it be to beat Ole Miss? Would you re- so this season hypothetical? Would you rather beat Florida or Ole Miss this year? Uh, Florida. Same. <laughs> I can't stand Florida. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would honestly. I would. I would beat Florida, and I would be okay with losing to Vandy. Honestly. Oh man. Uh, you're probably. You right. can't tell me that you would not want to be Florida in our I, one of I our would. worst seasons, predict prediction wise for most people. You wouldn't want to be Florida. I would love to be Florida. Oh, it would be awesome. I would love to be Florida. As bad as we are, Vanderbilt's always worse. Yeah. <laughs> Vanderbilt's yeah. always that SEC cushion. <laughs> Poor Vandy. Yeah. Alrighty, well, we both have Ole Miss as a loss, unfortunately, but. We both think there's a chance, and there's going to be a lot of offense. So that mm. might that might be on CBS, depending on how both teams do in the season. Yeah. So that'd be a sweet 3:30 game. I'd so, like to go with that one. Oh yeah, I would too. So our last toss-up game we got are the Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> at Piggly Wiggly Field. Man, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I okay for the record. I have no idea what all these experts see in Kentucky. Uh, they have them finishing like second in the East. Some of them are finishing first in the East. 
what what are you doing, people? I, I have no idea what these people are doing. None. I'll tell you why. I, because their schedule is just about as easy as ours this is, is this year. Um, and everybody sees them as having more talent than us. I mean, obviously, everybody thinks we have no talent whatsoever, but their schedule this year is actually pretty dang easy. Um, I'm trying to pull it up now so I can just – but I mean, you know like they, but they still play Georgia. They play yeah. Florida. Like you're telling me, like these experts think they're going to be second in the East. Like there's no way they're going to beat Georgia and Florida. There's no yeah. way. And they have a new quarterback who doesn't have that much experience. He's he's like a, um, uh, what was he? He came from Penn State. I think he's like a sophomore or junior, but he doesn't have a ton of uh, stats or anything like that. And you know, for him to be named the starter over. Um, Joey Gatewood, who ended up actually transferring out, um, I think it was actually kind of shocking to me. Like I was, yeah, I was actually kind of worried about Joey Gatewood. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, whenever he was transferring to Kentucky last season, I was like, "Crap, we got to deal with this kid for a few years." And then a couple weeks ago, it said he was transferring. Yeah. I was so excited. I, I was terrified of him, man. He's a five-star quarterback. He came from Auburn, yeah. but. Man, yeah, I don't even know who they named the starter at Kentucky, but that could come back to bite Mark Stoops. So, I just, so this is their schedule. This is why everybody, I think, because their schedule is probably easier than ours. Um, they play UL, U, University of Louisiana Monroe opening week. Then they have Missouri, Chattanooga, South Carolina. And then their tougher stretch goes uh, Florida, LSU, Georgia. They play them back to back to back weeks. Actually, whoa, whoa, whoa! Pretty they play LSU. Yeah. So that's their three. That's the only three games that they should have to worry about. Other than, I mean, obviously us. Um, so those three games. Then they play Mississippi State, who's not good. Then they play us, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville. So honestly, that's why I think everybody's kind of hyped on Kentucky this year because, you know, if they beat us, I mean, they have a chance, real chance to go nine and three, just because their Florida schedule is pretty. Florida, Georgia, bad. LSU, man. I just, I mean, that's three losses right there. Like, <laughs> I don't think you so. Can I finish. don't, I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's back to back to back weeks. But I mean, still, I mean, if they beat us, I mean, they have a real shot at going nine and three, just because the schedule is really bad. That is nuts, man. I just, yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think that they'll lose somewhere in there. I mean, it all just depends, like like us. I mean, it all depends on their offense. I think their defense is going to be pretty decent. Mm. Um, they lost some some good players on on defense. They lost both of their corners. I think they lost their top tackler for last year. I think uh, so. They're losing some pretty some pretty important pieces. But then they, you know, I mean, the last few years, let's give them credit where it's due. I mean, they've recruited pretty well. Yeah, um, they've got some depth established uh, in some good spots in their offensive line. They did lose a couple guys on the offensive line, but you know they've they've kind of um, built some good depth there and still have a, a, a pretty solid line. So um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I have this one. You know, until Kentucky can prove that they can beat us on a consistent basis with you know similar to you know maybe even a little bit better talent. Um, I'm going to have it as a win. I mean, I, I just can't convince myself otherwise until they can consistently prove that they're going to exceed expectations, um, in which they've, 
They, I mean, they've had expectations the last few years of, you know, being, you know, one of the top SEC East teams, and they just haven't shown it. You know, with Terry Wilson at quarterback, which me and you never really understood the hype behind that one. No, still um, don't. I mean, their offense was second worst in the SEC last year. They have a brand-new quarterback this year. They have an offensive coordinator that's never called plays before. Um, you know, how is that going to work out? Yeah, I I just I have never understood the hype with Kentucky. Um, I definitely don't understand this preseason hype, especially since they're going to at least have three conference losses, you know, with LSU being yep. their, you know, their cross-division opponent. But there, there's no way – I don't see it, and I don't know what it is, but I will never be afraid of Kentucky. I just, I, I will give them credit. The games have been a lot closer. They've even beaten us some. They broke, you know, their away streak, you know, against Tennessee. I mean, last year was such a fluke for uh, like it was. Like I don't want to say it's a, a fluke because we were really bad on offense. Like we were so bad. Right. I mean, Terry Wilson. I mean, they scored 30-something points, and Terry Wilson had, like, 80 yards passing. Yeah, I mean, it was literally Garantano handing them yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, so. interception, 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 back-to-back-to-back drives. Yep. Two pick sixes in the in the process there. Yeah, so and I just – offense had, like, 100 yards. <laughs> they just have the – I'll tell you, uh, if, if any Kentucky fans ever hear this – I don't think anybody takes them serious. One, because of their tradition. Their tradition is awful. They don't have any tradition. Uh, two, your field is named after a grocery store. That's just stupid. And three, they have the most boring offense. I mean, I know. Well, I think that their offense is going to change this year. Uh, I, I hope so, because I was getting really tired. Gone, so. uh, he was terrible, you know, and which yeah. is good for us, but, you know, anytime. They played at Kroger Field. Every time they got a first down, they played this song and got all hype and everything because it was so boring. Like it was such a boring, boring strategy to just hog the ball and literally just run it the entire time. It was awful. So, uh, but until if their offense looks a little bit better and more consistent, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, after a couple of drinks, maybe I'll take Kentucky serious, but. <laughs> That's, I just don't see it happening. I don't. Nobody will ever take Kentucky serious in college football. So, I well, have. I mean, that's the problem. Though, is like a lot of these analysts are taking them like very serious to where they're you know they're. I mean, I, I think that they're, the offensive Florida kind of scares me, and and just the fact that they have some playmakers around, but Emory Jones is not very good. Yep. Kentucky, their offense is just completely unknown, just because there's you know there are a lot of people that they're replacing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just – some people have Florida going like 7-5 and five this year with Kentucky going like 9-3, and 8-4. Yep. So, putting them second in the East, um, and that's – It's crazy. Yeah, honestly, I don't – I mean, there's nobody else in the East that I don't. I think that can really come up and, and do really any damage, um, at least to compete with Georgia. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And Georgia might, you know, drop the ball on one of these games. You know, they... I mean, they always do, usually. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't South Carolina beat them a couple yeah, years ago? a couple years ago, yeah. So, you know, they, they always seem to drop the ball. And that's the beauty of college football, man. And, you know, yep. just... And that's why I have us losing to one of these toss-ups. You know, I feel like I had to, you know, because yeah. it's college football. But I, I think we both agree... 
Kentucky should be and probably will be a W, no matter if it's in Lexington or Knoxville. But that's uh, those are our predictions, man. So Chase, that leaves you at eight and four, <laughs> and I'm at seven and five. And I honestly, I could see us dropping one of my wins. Like I think six and six, six and yeah. six, I would be happy with. But uh, you know, looking at it carefully, I think seven and five is you know uh, possible. But I see yeah. your eight and four. Just the record eight and four. I think that's like our ceiling this season. I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's. I'm. I think that the seven and five. I, you know, six and six. I would be. I would be happy with just because you know it's. I mean, coming into the year, you know, honestly, I thought we'd win. You know, five games maybe. Um, you know, if we get to six and six, if we get to seven and five, I mean, I'll be super excited about the future if we get up to seven and five and if we reach that the eight and four that no matter what you know wins losses whatever it looks like eight and four i mean that's in, essentially it's incredible for um for the amount of people that we've lost for the depth that we currently have uh for essentially learning a completely new offense with essentially a a team that's going to be almost unrecognizable uh from a team last year um so yep um, I, do I think that the seven and five number is probably more realistic? Probably, um, but some of these games are just, you know, looking at who's returning for some of these ga- for some of these teams and and kind of what we have. You know, being more of a Tennessee fan, being able to actually look, like look in depth at the at the roster to see what we actually have is. Um, um, I think that we're going to be better than a lot of people think. I think we will too. I think we'll turn some heads, and I, I agree with you. And here's what Hypel is working with people: our team went three. We won three games last season, and all, a lot of good players that were on that team are gone. So he's almost literally hitting reset on you know a lot of different positions and coaches on top of trying to get adjusted to living in Knoxville and recruiting. Yeah. So he he's got a big challenge ahead of him, but. I would definitely be very – I would take six wins all day. I would love to have yeah. that. So, um, And, again, they're called toss-ups for a reason, you know. We could drop all of those or we could run the table. So that's the beauty of college football, <laughs> the beauty yeah. and, the, and the pain. But yeah. that's uh, – they're going to be – it's going to be tough, man. But I think – Yeah, that Pittsburgh do. game, though, is going to be big. Yep. That's, that's a good measuring stick to see where I we're think at. I so too, yeah. So – that's a definitely really good measuring stick to see what we need to work on, what we need to improve on. But Pitt, man, they're, they're just one of those teams. So, I get. Do you get more nervous for those games, like kind of like those underdogs, but they're still pretty tough, like Pitt and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, whenever we talk about these schedules and we're like, you know, we should beat them, you know, we're Tennessee. I mean, it's not like that really means anything because. <laughs> I mean, you know, the last 12, 13, 14 years, I mean, we haven't really done anything. So, yeah. um, you know, it's all about the brand of who we are and, and, you know, what makes us Tennessee fans. It's just we're so optimistic for some reason that from a year that we, you know, we go three and seven, I can sit here and say that I kind of believe that we may go seven and five or eight and four. Um, you know, it's just, 
kind of mind-boggling about Tennessee fans and, and how they're they'll get their hopes up so so high and then you know you know the last decade or more we've just been let down so many times yeah it hurts man I just <laughs> a part of me is like any minute now any minute now but yep. I've been more reserved obviously since this is like our fifth coach but yeah I just I'm ready to start winning again but I, I do think we'll win six games and had, maybe I'm out of the loop on this have we heard any update on like the sanctions from like Pruitt staff no. and everything okay no I think that honestly I think they're going to hold off as long as they've possibly can just to see what happens with the NTAA if it just ends up dissolving yeah that, that, I mean that could be a thing too I didn't even think about that so <laughs> so all those hundreds thousands of dollars for nothing yeah honestly <laughs> well so you got us at eight and four I got us at seven and five but I would we would both be very happy with at least six games so six wins I, I would totally yeah. take that so well, man, do you have any final thoughts, any closing thoughts, anything you want to talk about before we wrap this thing up? I just can't believe, you know, just football in general starts in, you know, four or five days, Saturday, got some decent games coming up. Next Thursday's the big day, so um, get your orange ready, get your <laughs> Tennessee goggles on. It's time to go 12-0. and where did the time go? It feels like know, it feels like yesterday we were talking about spring practice. And <laughs> here we are about to do our first. And another, let me talk about this. This season is especially special because it's our first season that we're doing this podcast with you guys. So that's going to be really fun. It's going to be really cool. And uh, I will probably be very angry on a lot of nights when we have to recap some very. heartbreaks. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a journey. We can't wait to talk about it and get into it with you guys. But uh, next episode, we're going to do the pit breakdown, and we'll give our so we'll, pre- we'll so I guess we'll do the uh, Bowling Green breakdown, whatever breakdown. My bad. There. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 We'll uh, get so we'll, we'll get into Bowling Green. We'll kind of give. Who they got coming back, what we hopefully by then we'll kind of have some idea of, you know, kind of our starting depth chart and things like that. Um, give our score predictions maybe and, uh, um, you know, kind of go from there. Oh, definitely. I'll definitely give my score prediction for sure. Yep. So no matter how inaccurate it may be. but And I hope, I, I think Hypo plans on naming a starting quarterback before, like, they run out on the field. Like, I think they plan on naming their starter. <laughs> I feel like the past three coaches, they kept it such a secret until we had to see them run out on the field. So, God, even like – Give them something like to think about. Exactly. And even in those interviews, they'll ask them, like, after running out the tee, oh, we don't know yet. And then we have to literally wait for them to go out into the huddle. It drives me nuts. So, yeah. I think Hypo will announce it before, though, and kind of let it sit on their minds and – kind of get the butterflies settled so yep all righty well anything else before we wrap this thing up i think we're good all righty well that's gonna do it for this episode of the rocky top times be sure to check us out on twitter we're getting a ton of followers we'd love to have you join us we try and provide updates and try and post funny memes on there but it's at rocky top times 98 and also check us out on facebook the rocky top times That's going to do it for this episode. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. As always, go balls. Go balls.